0: Arizona, Arizona sports. sports, the local, the local sports, sports leader. leader, Burns and Gamble. the 4 O'Clock Reset, brought to you by Collins Comfort, AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals, 4 O'Clock Reset. Peace.
1: Time to catch you up on all the top sports stories of the day. We call it the 4 o'clock reset. The Suns lost to the Wizards last night, 113-110. It snapped the Wizards' 10-game losing streak. Put another negative light on the Suns. It was uh, back and forth between DeAndre Ayton and Mikhail Bridges. The free throw line It led to a heated discussion. At the team bench during a timeout, Charles Barkley on TNT after the Suns lost yesterday said this about the
2: state of DeAndre Ayton and the team. You can't have that type of stuff on a team because you have to be all in or you're not in. I've been in NBA for 40 years. You can tell when something's not working and they're going to have to figure it out because right now it's not working. They're going to win a lot of games. If they got talent, but they, they're not even close to being a championship of contender anymore.
1: All right, that is Charles Barkley. How worried are you about the events last night? How worried are we about the events? I'm not that worried about it. Oh, no. Blair, I'll
0: be fine. I'll be fine. I, I, it happens. I, I disagree with Charles about as often as a papal election. And I, I I, know Charles is lumping in last night with what happened at the end of the Mavs series in Game 7. And that's totally fair to do so. I, I, I understand. D.A. and Monty are not best buddies, and Monty wants more out of D.A., and D.A. probably rankles Monty more often than not. I get it, but fights like that happen. I mean, in the NBA, it's, they shouldn't have lost the basketball game last night. That's that's why everybody was pissed off over there. They were losing to the Wizards. Absolutely, they would have lost ten
1: straight <laughs> games up until last night. Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury today announced that Trace McSorley will be the starting quarterback for the Christmas Day matchup against Tampa Bay. Colt McCoy still in concussion protocol and will not be clear before Sunday. This will be the first start of his career for Trace McSorley. Kingsbury also told reporters that Marco. Wilson, Antonio Hamilton, and Kelvin Beach are all day to day, and their status for Sunday is unknown. The injury bug continues for the Arizona Cardinals. It's been this way all along. They've really struggled
0: to get guys healthy and on the field. I don't, it doesn't bother me at this point. I am numb to who's playing, who's not playing. I would say at this point, we we probably have seen the last of Colt McCoy. I don't know why you would bring him back behind that offensive line gambo for the Falcon game. And of course, if the 49ers have something to play for, you're going to subject him to, to Nick Bosa. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. Carlos Correa
1: was a giant for about as long as Wally Backman was a Diamondback. What a weird night in baseball. The Giants postponed their introductory press conference to introduce shortstop Carlos Correa due to a concern with his physical. He then goes and agrees to a deal with the Mets for 12 years and $315 million. Oh, by the way, his agent, Scott Boris.
0: Oh, yeah, you don't want to pass the money? Okay, yeah, I'm calling the Mets right now. Well, what was wrong with the physical I that, that didn't bother the Mets? By the way, it happened in the middle of the night, too. I got up to get a glass of water at like 3 in the morning, and it was breaking. So it's like 5 in the morning New York time. Well, 3 in the morning, our time. I'm like, oh my well, God. That's good. Correa is
1: out of the National League West. We all enjoy that, right? You See don't ya. have to deal with him anymore. See ya. Ah, Giants fans are probably very upset about this. Although they don't have to pay the guy when he's 37, 38, 39, 40, and 41 years old. Other MLB free agent signings. Former D-back Brandon Drury signs with the Angels two years and $17 million. Matt Carpenter had a little resurgence with the Yankees last year before getting injured. Signs with the Padres for this season. Player option for 24. No details have emerged on that. And the Yankees have named Aaron Judge their captain. Officially introduced, reintroduced to the media today. And they have their first captains in Derek Jeter left. I'd
0: assume they had a captain every year. I guess not. No, you don't always have it. Not in baseball. Okay, don't get all fired up. I mean, yeah, if they, why, why wouldn't you have a captain every year? You know, other sports, hockey, you have a captain. So, yeah, but, football, you have a captain. Hockey, yeah, you have a captain. Don't, basketball, don't a, the basketball, don't you have a captain? Who's the I Diamondbacks mean, captain? I don't have a captain. I, I don't know. I'm, Robin <laughs> Williams was the captain. Captain, my
1: captain. <laughs> One of the great movies of all time. Love that. Oh, captain, my captain. Oh, captain, my captain. Dead Poets Society, love that one. Not every
0: team has a captain. Great, baseball doesn't have a captain. Now yeah. they've got a captain. Sometimes, sometimes you do have a captain, sometimes you don't have a captain. That's Yo- the beauty of it. Yotes haven't had one since Shane Doan. Yeah, they have. Oliver Ekman Larson was the captain.
1: Come on, man. Like I said, the Yotes haven't had one since Shane Doan. Proven and correct again. Yeah, (laughs) Sad story out of the NFL this morning. The Steelers' Hall of Fame running back, Franco Harris, has died at 72. This comes on the eve of the 50th anniversary of the immaculate reception. The Steelers were set to honor the anniversary team in their game against the Raiders. They will honor their team Saturday night. So uh legend in Franco Harris. I always use Franco Harris as an example of yeah. you know play great players that ended their career somewhere where you don't remember. He ended with the Seattle Seahawks.
0: Sure. Right? Yep.
1: Tony Dorsett with the Broncos. OJ with the Joe Niners. Joe Namath with the Rams, right? You always think about those guys, like, wow, how did that happen? And so he was one of those guys. On the playing field, the Colts are benching Matt Ryan for the seventh time this year or the eighth. <laughs> Seems like he gets benched. I think he's been benched at half at the half like three times.
0: They're going to go with Nick
1: Foles, Super Bowl winning quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. About that's, a, that? that's, a, that's a Monday night game. Mm. Boy, the
0: Monday night, the primetime games are just getting it good this year.
1: The Christmas Day games are terrible this year.
0: There's one team with a winning record
1: playing. It, it, it's the just Dolphins. Absolutely terrible. The Ravens claim Sammy Watkins in response to uh, Devin uh, DuVernay being placed on season-ending IR. It's National Early Signing Day for college football. We've got trackers for both ASU and U of A on the Arizona Sports app. And in uh, Sun Devil news, former quarterback Emery Jones has landed in Cincinnati. And running back Daniel Nagata, he's headed to Washington. In men's college hoops tonight, number five, or last night, number five U of A, picked up another win, this time over Montana State. Tonight, ASU, number 25 in the country, takes on San Francisco at 8 o'clock. Do you know what former great NBA player played for San Francisco? Yeah, Bill Russell. Next. Bill Cartwright. <laughs> Casey Jones. Bill Cartwright! San Francisco. Yeah. That game can be heard on the Arizona Sports app. You know, I really do want to watch Arizona State basketball tonight. I truly do. I, I wanna watch I, I do I'm well. much more of a U of A fan in college basketball, but I do want to watch ASU tonight. Bobby Hurley's got that team playing extremely well. And the only loss they have is by one point, right, Mitch? One point. They lost one game. At 8 tonight, the Yotes are on the road in Vegas taking on the Golden Knights. Team that hasn't had a captain since Shane Doan. You can hear that game on the Arizona Sports app and on ESPN 620. Is there still lingering tension between the coach and the center? Man. We'll talk about that next on Arizona Sports, Ew. the local sports leader. Cut me.
2: Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader.
1: Nah, it was the whole team. In those moments, it wasn't just DeAndre. It was the whole group
2: out there not executing properly. And it was a bit of frustration, but that that happens. That was not an isolated one person or one player
1: thing. All right, again, Monty Williams, DeAndre Ayton, spotted during a timeout last night, kind of getting into it. I... Listen, I, I saw the Barkley comments. I see. What, I, I'm not really putting much into this, man. This is not. This is. This is all a do about nothing to me. Absolutely nothing to me. You know, we we sat there and we debated when the season was over and uh, the Suns had media day. Media day seems like so long ago. That's when Jay Crowder was told to stay home. We're going to pay you not to be on the team. Haven't traded him yet. Uh, but DeAndre Ayton was talked about. When did you? When was the last time you talked to your coach? Well, I haven't. I haven't spoken to him since you know since that day. And I think we're all like taken aback by that. But it's kind of odd. You know, shouldn't Monty reach out to him as the leader and everything like that? And so we worried at that time. We consider like you know, will it lead to anything? Was there any bad blood between him? Any tension? Is does Monty not want him on the team? Then they went out there and they balled and they played really well and they had the best record in the West going into last night's game and they lost. But they're also missing a whole lot of players, so they overcame that. They, they're professionals. They figured it out. DeAndre got his max contract. And look, there are times that Monty's going to get on a young player, and you know if, if if he's not doing the right things, and you want that to happen, you know, um, to me this is a lot different than even. Like Kyler Murray yelling at Cliff Kingsbury, you know to calm the blank down because you know that's more of that not respecting your coach. Yes, with a player not respecting your head coach than this is with you know Monty and Da going after it. Like you might be saying, "Hey, you're supposed to do this on that play. You needed to box. You need to set a pick right there. Why didn't you set a pick?" And then DeAndre, it's heated. You're you're in the middle of battle. You're trying to win a basketball game. You're you're losing to the Wizards at home. And you're not happy about it. So I don't really buy. I don't really put too much stock into
0: this. Again, I think this is much to do about nothing. I'm more pissed off about losing to the Wizards at home than worried about Monty and D.A. in the bench getting into it. By the way, Bridges and Ayton got into it in the free throw lane at a different part late in the game last night. So there was clearly miscommunication with Bridges and Ayton. I'm going to guess, Gamble, it came on the defensive end more than the offensive end, but that's just a guess. And if you look at the video that was shot by a fan, behind the bench when they were on the bench Aiden at one point goes don't talk to me talk to him and he gestures to bridges so monty was upset with both of them and he was yelling at d.a. look i'm gonna guess d.a. deandre is probably not monty williams's favorite player on the team i'm sure d.a. drives monty nuts at times for things that d.a. doesn't do and should do and could do better but that's all right i mean you're gonna have that on every team but to set, to make the leap that they 're not a championship contender and not, a, not even anywhere close, and there's internal strife and there 's a problem between Ayton and Monty that 's going to tear down the team ultimately i can 't make that leap that Charles made last night based on that ten seconds of video that we saw on right. the bench. I just can't go there. No, This big a
1: play, there's a story coming out right now that he doesn't like the coach, the coach doesn't like him, and other players have issues with Trey also. An anonymous coach on Trey Young, and that he doesn't like Nate McMillan. Nate McMillan doesn't like him and the players don't like Trey, and obviously there's a lot of issues going on in Atlanta. I just truly don't believe that there's anything to this. I think that they'll go out there Friday and they'll act like
0: nothing happened and they'll go, they'll go coach. Trey Young uh, no-showed a game. That's a totally different deal. Totally different. Trey Young totally no-showed a game game because yep. he doesn't like his head coach okay so we're not even we're not even in DeAndre that Aiden's universe go out there and
1: play on friday they're gonna play memphis they're gonna go on the road they might have these spats every now and then but it's a younger by young player and you know listen i mean you know deandre may be defending himself on a certain play that they thought certain things were going to happen yeah. i think you know
0: uh, don't talk to me talk to him that's exactly <laughs> what he yeah. did
1: and I think, listen, he's probably an easier guy to blame on a lot of this stuff. He's still young, uh, in basketball terms. He's still very young and you know, Monty probably is pushing him, get the most out of him. The fact that they didn't talk to you off season. Yeah. Listen, I'm still baffled by it. I, I really am. Um, but it didn't have any factor. It didn't have any factor. Deandre's had a good season so far. He got his max contract. People worried. Oh, is he going to get the money and shut them? No, he's still going out there and playing hard. There's a lot of things that he does. Well, he's not Joel Embiid. He's not Nikolai Jokic. Um, most teams in this league would not pay thirty million dollars for a center of DeAndre's caliber. The Suns did because they matched the offer sheet, but that position has changed a whole lot, you know, over the last twenty years to the point where unless you've got that truly, truly elite guy, nobody wants to pay a center that much money. The Suns kind of got in a in a tough spot because you know you either lose him for nothing or you pay thirty million dollars. He's a good player. He's a good basketball player. I like you know I like him quite a bit. You could debate whether he's worth thirty million dollars or not, but for the Phoenix Suns, he's that player right now. Unless they find a way to trade him because they don't
0: want him, he's a Phoenix Suns until that time. A Phoenix Sun until that time comes. Yeah, you know, listen, if they're if they're not a championship caliber team right now, it's not because Da and Monty don't get along. It's because they're about one to maybe two players short on that roster, and I'm pretty confident by the time March rolls around. They won't be, and if they can stay healthy and Chris Paul can get back to being Chris Paul, I don't see anybody in the West, Gambo. You know, when you talk about Barclays comments too, like bigger picture. Did we play those? Did we play those comments? Let's play the. We can. Let's let's play
1: the can, Charles Barkley comments so you, you
2: can hear what Barkley had to say. Let's play them. Well, it all started last year in the playoffs when he got into it, and, 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 and he benched Aiden, and it was an awful game, but something started there. And then when training camp started, they asked DeAndre, have you and Money settled your difference? And he says, I haven't talked to Coach. And I'm like, what? You can't let, you, you can't have that type of stuff on a team because you have to be all in or you're not in. And for me, I can tell, because I've been in the NBA for 40 years, you can tell when something's not working. And they're going to have to figure it out, uh, and, because right now it's not working. They're going to win a lot of games. If they got talent, but they—they're not even close to being a championship of contender anymore.
1: He may be proven right. He might be proven right, but I don't know how you could say like, how do you how do you say that the guy's not all in? How do you say that he's not all in? You can't say that. How do you say that anybody on that team is not all in? If, they, if the Suns, if the Phoenix Suns don't win a championship this year, I don't think it's going to be because they're not all in. I think it's because it's just going to be the collection of talent they have wasn't good enough. Not because they weren't all in. You expect this team to get to the playoffs and just get blown out? And not, they play hard. No, and, and I, had the best record in the NBA in the Western Conference going
0: into that game yesterday. And again, to say that they're not even close. And again, you know, and listen, Charles is out there on the set. It's late at night in Atlanta. He's just kind of ad libbing. He's probably he's probably pissed off they lost to the Wizards too. But really, really look at the West. Late at and, night, he wants to get out of. There and yeah, yeah back he wants to get out of there, house. and he was probably maybe he was hungry and he, he needed a beer. But I mean, you, you look at the West and you say if the Suns can get a couple more bodies, and not we you know we can debate who that's going to be. I don't see. I don't see an unbeatable team in the West. I mean, the, the Suns can't take down the Nuggets or Grizzlies in a seven-game series. Like, really? I mean, the Warriors right now are under five hundred. I mean, we know who the Lakers are. Yeah, Luka scares the crap out of you. I get that, but the Jazz, the Blazers, the T-Wolves, Clippers. Come on, the Suns can be. You cannot
1: any- stop Laurie marketing right now. You cannot. He's having an unbelievable year. He, no, he, he, he he's he, just he's been so good. No, they're, they're, they're not a great team. Um, you're right. There's not that one superstar team. Right yeah, now. I, I mean New Orleans. New Orleans scares the hell out of me. New, of course, yeah, there are four the four matchups against them. They're young and they're talented and they're well coached and they 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 didn't even have Brandon Ingram. Mike, for goodness' sake, yeah, oh, they scare me.
0: Oh no, Gamble, Don't get me wrong. There are teams that can beat the Suns in Memphis. a seven game series. Oh yeah, and so can the Nuggets. But what I'm saying is, I don't look at any team there and say, oh, the Suns and there's they, there's that's going to be rough. No, they can take they can take out any one of those teams in the western conference in a seven game series and i'm saying that before i even know who's riding in on the white horse by the time the playoffs Look, run at around. At some
1: point, by the end of the season, Charles Barkley will officially rule out every team in the NBA from winning a championship. Because you know what? That's what he does. Okay? Any team that has a bad game, it doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, they, they don't have what it takes to win a championship. There's issues with this team. He'll say something. And then you're going to get to the end of the year and you'll be like, Charles, who do you have? You can't have anybody winning the championship. Because at some point in this season, you ruled out everybody. You ruled out everybody. Celtics got blown out by the Warriors. You probably they're not tough enough. They're not going to have what it takes. Yep, that you know, good team, two stars, but I'm telling you, they're not going to have what it takes. At some point by the end of the season, he will have ruled out every single team in the NBA from winning a championship. He's on the Knicks right
0: now. I bet he loves the Knicks. Yeah,
1: listen, they keep winning. They keep winning the Knicks.
0: Look at them. They're, going, they're winning some basketball games. It's going to hurt the Suns' pursuit of Julius Randle as a name that's always been kind of dangling I don't out think there. They want a I think they would take a power forward, he but I think
1: score. they prefer
0: a wing. He I can, think they prefer a wing. They would, but the fact that he can score. Now, let's, not, let's not go down the Julius Randle rabbit hole. But oh, yeah. yes. If they keep winning, though, he's not going to be available, so it's a moot point.
1: No, if they keep winning, they're going to go to the playoffs. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's Red Hot Chili Peppers. They're heading to the State Farm Stadium on May 14th with the Strokes. Tickets are on sale now. But you can win a pair of tickets by heading to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com. Not one, not two, not three. How many quarterbacks have passed Kyler Murray this year? We'll talk about that next on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
2: Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader.
1: Twitter poll should have been is what is the best sports commercial of all time? Because my era might go with the Franco Harris Coca Cola commercial. The mean, mean Joe Green, that was not, mean Frank Joe Green mean not Frank Mean Joe Green, not I say yeah. Frank Harris. The Mean Joe Green, Pittsburgh Steelers commercial.
0: Pretty good. Yeah. Now that probably had the most lasting impact I'm sure a lot of the younger generation has no idea what we're talking about yes yeah I remember the Lamar Mundane Reebok commercial which was fantastic and I'm sure you guys have no idea what I'm talking about a great basketball playground commercial Lamar Mundane. Danny Ainge used to call himself Lamar Mundane. Lamar Mundane. After the uh, commercial. He was a real guy, a Chicago Playground legend. Made me think of, uh, you know, with
1: Franco Harris passing away today at age 72, thinking about those great Steeler teams and, uh, you know, thinking about that commercial. And just that was just so much fun. All right, but that is not our Twitter poll question. We've got a good one. For that, we'll turn it over to Eric Ruby. Burns and
0: Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. We did just post an open-ended question. What's the best sports commercial of all time? You can Mm. find that at Burns and Gambo. Get your thoughts in. It's got to be the shoes. I kicked up money, like money. Mike, you want to be like Mike. Or oh, the Gatorade commercial, too. be like Mike. Be like Mike was good. I was almost... Or it.
1: the McDonald's. Uh, the Larry McDonald's Bird, got, off the backboard. Okay. I,
0: I have to tell you, I was almost... In the Be Like Mike Gatorade commercial, all the kids that was filmed uh, right by where I was going to college. And was you were almost was this in before there? or after Miami. <laughs> this was this was long before. Like I was, was in this, the, this was before. Was this after Guadalajara, Mexico? <laughs> I when was you in, hosted a show there. I was I in it was the, after Anchorage. I was in the after crowd. Yeah. I just didn't make the final cut. Yeah. Some of my
1: friends made it in. How many how much how many months were you in Puerto Rico before you came back? 16. 16 months that's in Puerto I, Rico. Yep,
0: that's where I learned to speak wow. the language, yep.
1: And then one year in Kalamazoo, Michigan?
0: <laughs> never quite made it to Michigan. Young broadcasters, yeah. Yep. It's the it's the nomadic life of a TV man. Yes. Warsaw, Wisconsin, mm. Green Bay, Miami, you just keep, and, Denver, until they fire Phoenix. you. Then you go somewhere else. Then I, you get fired and never, you go somewhere else. Never got fired. You go fired, always, you fired, you go somewhere always else. Always got promoted. Oh, mm. nope. Always got promoted, got more money, moved on. Yeah. Packed up my car. All right. What is that? what is that? what are our results? Well, we don't even know the question question yet. What is our question? (laughs) The question (laughs) is what you guys talked about last segment. Charles Barkley said something's not working in regards to the relationship between DeAndre and Monty Williams and the Phoenix Suns. Now, both of you disagree with him, but 55% of 1,600 votes think that there's something wrong, thinks that something's not right. What do you all have to say to that?
1: Humbug. Um... I just, man, I'm not buying it. I mean, it's, this season, the training camp started in September. We're going into January now. It has really been nothing to really worry about. I mean, it's, I mean, this is just, you know, a, a situational thing. This isn't a lingering, this isn't something that's been lingering for six months. I think it's so, you know, every once in a while there may be something like this. But again, I don't think that it is an ongoing issue. So I'm going to say this is there's no problem
0: at all. Monty Williams wants more out of DeAndre Ayton. OK, we can all admit that. Great. He's the head coach. DeAndre's a a bit of a younger player with immense talent that doesn't always produce to the best of his abilities on any given night. I'm sure there's some inside basketball stuff on the court that D.A. doesn't do that Monty wishes he did do, whether it's rotational or maybe effort things or maybe D.A. forgets. I, I don't know. But I'm sure D.A. does stuff on the court that upsets Monty. It doesn't mean they can't win a championship together. May be, may, maybe they're not going to have a Christmas dinner together. Maybe DA's not Monty Williams' favorite player. It doesn't matter. As long as they can coexist on the court and they can win basketball games and Monty can continue to get the most out of DA or try to and they can grow together as long as they're progressing the right way. And they, if they're going the wrong way in DA's production Falls off a cliff, then I guess you have the conversation. But that hasn't been the case this year, Eric. Okay, what you we guys got? can find that question fifty-five forty-five split for yes, and the best sports commercial of all time, open-ended question at Burns and Gambo one one. Uh, there you
1: go, Eric Ruby with our poll question, Burns and Gambo page. You can go on Twitter and take a look at that. All, all right, right, I'm going to throw some names at you. I want you to I wanted you to tell me what you know. If these guys, uh, we talked about, uh, you know, how many guys have passed Kyler Murray this year? Trevor Lawrence has 24 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, and he's top 10 in the league in yards passing. Would you take Trevor Lawrence over Kyler Murray? Yes. Yes. Jalen Hurts. Yes. 22 touchdowns. Yes, he's an MVP candidate. interceptions. He's top 10 in passing. What about Tua? 24 touchdowns, 5
0: interceptions for Tua, 3,238 yards. Pass. Tough one. You'll pass on Tua. I'll pass on making the judgment call right now. I don't. I don't think that's fair to do. I. I can't make the call right now. If I had to pick right now, gun to my head, I'll still take Kyler Murray over Tua. Justin Fields, fifteen touchdowns passing. God, Fields is, Fields is Kyler Murray with size. He runs. He's strong. He's tall. Runs. Would you take him over Kyler Murray? He's having a. He's having a better year. Yes or no? No, not right now. Dak Prescott, nine games.
1: He's got 17 touchdowns, 11 picks, 2,103 yards. I've seen enough of Dak Prescott to say right now I'd still take Kyler Murray over Dak. Okay. I think the, the point that I'm making here is that quite a few quarterbacks have passed Kyler Murray this year. Justin Herbert, for sure, is one of them. I mean, it's not even a question about Justin Herbert anymore. No. Um, I but think there was a question after last year, but I think after this year, look, Patrick Mahomes over Kyler Murray. Justin Herbert over Kyler Murray. Joe Burrow over Kyler Murray. Josh Allen over Kyler Murray. Those are all pretty easy, right? Those are all very, very easy decisions to make. The older quarterbacks, I don't even know if they should be in the conversation, Brady or Rodgers. But then you get into the you know, the, the other quarter. What about Jared Goff this year? Twenty-three touchdowns, seven picks.
0: Okay, better top eight in passing. Better year this year. No, you're not taking golf over Kyler Murray. But Trevor Lawrence, yes. Jalen Hurts, yes. Yes. Tua, your two of your you you hesitated on Tua. I hesitate on Tua. I'm not ready to go there yet. Okay, I can't do that. Lamar Jackson, yes. You take Lamar over him, yes. Dak, you're saying no? He's MVP. He's an MVP. Uh, Dak, no. I've seen enough of Dak to know what I got there, you, and I'll still take the upside of Kyler Murray. You sounded like you were in on Justin Fields. Fields is... I, I Justin just, Fields has uh,
1: 1,000 yards right. rushing I, this I, but year. But that's
0: not sustainable to win you a Super Bowl, but what I do see with What's Justin... What's the question? P- I know.
1: Well, he's The question of, is, Is he passed Kyler Murray this year? His completion percentage is up. His touchdowns are up. He uh, Okay,
0: if we're just basing it on has he passed Kyler Murray this year, then then yes, he's had a better year. But so has Jared Goff. I mean, Jared Goff's had a better year. No, no. He passed him in terms of who would you rather have as your quarterback. Right. And that's what I'm, I'm not ready to say that yet. Okay. Just like I'm not ready to say I'd take Jared Goff over Kyler Murray. 1,000
1: yards rushing for Justin Fields. Seven yards. a carry. You know how hard it is to throw that ball in Chicago. I've never seen a good quarterback for the Chicago Bears in my lifetime. Sorry, Jim McMahon. I know you live here, but you weren't that good. I've never seen a good Chicago Bears quarterback. I've never seen one. Now... Yeah, you know, my daughter went to school there, man. I know the weather there. You you know that area. Like I, I, for some reason, it might be tough to throw a football there. Hey, listen, that's why a- Jake Plummer chose the Denver Broncos over the Chicago Bears when he was a free
0: agent. Hey, listen, I do a podcast every day with Mike Jurecki. He would take Justin Fields over Kyler Murray because he says it all the time. So the, I, there there are there are other voices out there, other football people, other minds out there that would take Justin Fields over Kyler Murray. I'm I'm not and and, and I don't. I, I, don't, I, I don't necessarily begrudge them. Or they, oh, you're totally wrong. I'm just not ready to go there yet. I need to see more out of a, out of a, as a passer from fields. Because you just can't run all the time. The thing is that Kyler's regressed so much
1: this year that a lot of quarterbacks have kind of passed him by in in the eyes of the beholders, whoever the beholder is, a lot of people look at Kyler Murray and say, I, w- I would rather, I would rather a lot of, I'd rather have Trevor Lawrence than him. I'd rather have Justin Fields than him. I'd rather have Tua than him. I think the, the struggles that, forget about the injury, but the struggles he had this year, the regression with Kyler Murray this year has put him in a position where he's not a top 10 quarterback anymore. He's probably somewhere in that middle tier of guys, which is a very, very dangerous place to be. And let me tell you why. The top 10 quarterbacks, everybody wants to keep them. The bottom 10 quarterbacks, everybody wants to get rid of. And the middle 10 quarterbacks, nobody knows what the hell to do with. Okay? That's your Jake Cutler quarterback. That's your guy. That's your, you know, that's your Andy Dalton. That's your Ryan Tannehill. They're just good enough to win you some games, but like, you feel like you could do better. Nobody debates the top ten. Nobody's, nobody. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Burrow, Justin Herbert, those guys are all fine. And the bottom ten guys are just so damn awful that everybody wants to get rid of them. It's the middle category that's always the most difficult to figure out because the guy's just good enough to tease you and win some games, but you also have the doubts
0: that he's good enough to get you over the hump and win you a Super Bowl. Okay, so this year he's in that middle category. Let's see where he is next year. Because the whole, the whole organization has so many problems top to bottom it's It's tough to even get a read on this kid right now, and now, obviously with the ACL, who knows when he'll be back, but we've seen him play at a high level before I've seen him do it I've seen him look like an mVP candidate when he has a good offensive line and he has weapons around him so i know, i know I know it's in him. I watched it with my own two eyes. Mm-hmm. I've also watched a football team win five of its last 20 games when he was the starting quarterback in most of those games. Second. I also saw him play one of the worst playoff quarterback performances ever ever in January in L.A.
1: Text us your thoughts on the quarterback situation to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Frank Sinatra sang it. Regrets, I've had a few. And when it comes to the Cardinals draft history, it's a few and then a few more and then a few more and then a few more after that. We'll talk about that next on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
2: Burns and Gambo. Afternoons two till six on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, you know, just every week
0: I feel a little more comfortable. I feel, you know, I'm getting better each and every week. I just got to keep keep going, and, and obviously we got a lot to a lot of stuff to clean up, um, but we're gonna get we're gonna get we're gonna get right, and we're gonna be good. So um, a lot of a lot of things to clean up, but we'll get back to
1: work. All right, that's Trey McBride, the Cardinals. He was their first selection, 55th overall. And a draft. I said regrets. Uh, they've had. Didn't you see Frank Sinatra in concert?
0: I have at the end of at the end of his career. Huh? I have seen Frank Sinatra live. Wow. Nineteen ninety. Wow. Yeah. Where? Chicago Civic wow. Opera House, downtown Chicago. Fantastic. Wow. Fantastic. He was still he was still killing it, huh? He was still killing it. He forgot the words a couple of times. Tom Dreesen opened up for him. You know, saw the whole saw the whole deal. And uh, I was probably twenty-one, I guess, at the time. But I knew that that was something you had to do because you can always take that with you, put yeah. that in your pocket, right? Wow! Because well, I'm impressed. Who would have thought? You know, thirty-two years later, I'd be on the radio talking mm. about it, right? Mm.
1: Well, yeah, I got um, Cotton Fitzsimmons had a great collection of Frank Sinatra albums like this in- incredible collection and his wife Joanne uh, gave it to me gave me it and I didn't want to take it I really didn't want to take it um, but she wanted me to have it so it was because Cotton, Cotton Fitzsimmons had, I think he knew him and it, um, so he had this unbelievable Frank Sinatra collection um, and just to, you know, about five years ago, Joanna's like, I, I want to give this to somebody. Who's a pre- I want to give this to you. And I'm like, I really don't. I can't take, that's Cotton's collect- Like I can't take this from you. But she was insistent that I have it. And I cherish it. To this day, I cherish it. It's an incredible collection of all the Frank Sinatra albums. And I absolutely love it. That's amazing.
0: I know. I mean, how, how about approximately like, don't we 20,
1: 20? 20. That's fantastic. Yeah, I know. Walling up like a collection, or it's just like it's obviously
0: like, worth a ton of money, and you never even—I don't think even about know
1: even no, no, pricing it. No, out. I'll give that to my kids. You yeah. know, when I'm gone, the uh, the collection—it's unbelievable. It's just an unbelievable. It's it's albums. It's not CDs. It's like albums. Frank Sinatra. I'm like, but anyway, we got into the regreen you know, the Frank Sinatra song. My way, regrets—they've had a few. Well, Bleacher Report is saying that one of the biggest regrets of the draft this past year is the Cardinals drafting Trey McBride. Yeah, truly. This is what they said. That's a bit much. They but didn't go, sing go the Frank Sinatra song. They weren't, you know, the regrets. I've had a few, but then again, few too to mention. For the Cardinals, though, I think it's not too few to mention. I think it's too many to mention instead of too few. Um, and they did it their way, right? They did it their way for the Cardinals. But the Trey McBride uh, selection is. You know, was being looked at by Bleach Report as absolutely one of the worst draft picks because they're looking at a guy at second round when the Cardinals had all these other needs. And here's what they said about it. One of Arizona's most disappointing first year players is tight end Trey McBride, the team's top overall selection, number 55 overall. While a tight end is notoriously difficult to transition to in the NFL, McBride has shown he has a long way to go before it can be considered reliable. The 23-year-old's played 45% of the team's snaps in the 13 games he's been active, but he's only recorded 16 receptions for 129 yards on 22 targets. He's yet to find the end zone, had 10 touchdowns at Colorado State, He's had a couple of drops, and instead, you know, his usage has bumped up very, very little since Ertz went down. And the production... You know, in the four games since Ertz went down, he's got 12 catches for 98 yards. So the the, the knock is like, okay, here's a golden opportunity. Zach Ertz is gone. Be the man. Be the man. Jump up and be that guy. And they're not seeing that. And that's why Bleacher Report, in in picking five players who have been who are regrets for teams, he's listed as the
0: top one. Yeah. Regrets is a little too strong. Uh, uh, It's been a slow start. He is. Probably underachieved for where he was picked, but it's only been one year, right? And now the end is near, and so I face the final curtain. He's not facing the final curtain. I mean, there's a long way to go. Now you get to year five or year three, and Trey McBride is still doing what he did this year for your football team, then yeah, that's a terrible pick. I think what bothers me about it, Gambo, is when you have other needs on your football team and you are making your first pick in the 2022 draft. And you ignore the needs. And after just signing Zach Ertz to a three-year deal, you go ahead and pick a tight end, which would not have been a glaring need, because you have Zach Ertz, but you pick the tight end, and I'm fine with the theory. He's too good. If he's great. Well, if you're going to pick a guy because he's too good. He better be too good. He better be good. Right. And if you're a second-round pick in this league, you're expected to contribute if not start, and he hasn't been able to contribute. Yes,
1: second round picks have to contribute right away. First and, he, and
0: second round picks right. have to contribute and, right and, away. And he, and, he was, and listen, he was not a contributor. And, and no, nope. no, in a in a in a multi catch game in, in Denver when you're when you're going to be four and ten is not contributing. Maybe the uh, Cardinals bit off more than they could chew. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Gamble. The warning size. He, he wasn't even active to start the season. Like, are you kidding me? See, I mean, look. i
1: everybody's thinking about the draft right now. when the Cardinals, draft, but they, Cardinals are going to take Trey McBride. Now, I, I you know, I, I broke that story, uh, you know, nationally that they were going to take Trey McBride like a few minutes before the pick came in. And I remember me and Birdsey kind of looking at each other like Trey McBride. And then we're like, do we have a draft? Pr-? We didn't even have a right, Mitch? We didn't have a draft profile on him. No Another draft profile, and we do draft profiles on a everybody. ton of players. We do it on everybody, and so like we're sitting there, like, and I'm like, okay, and then we're doing our draft show, and a lot of times I'm I'm able to get the picks before you know, way before they're announced, by like five minutes or so, and so yeah, so I tweeted it out on at 5:45, probably about five minutes before the pick came out. The Arizona Cardinals will select with the 50-50 pick in the in the NFL draft, tight end Trey McBride of Colorado State. And you know, and everybody's reaction was why? Here's what you got, why? So many other needs. And the other guy says, "A third string in the second round in a position that plays one guy at least 70 percent of the time. Like another guy, tight end makes no sense.
0: Another guy, "What a joke. Another guy's like, "What the blank? We have two tight ends. We need linemen in defense. I, I get it. He, he's the Mackey Award winner. And he's the best tight end in college football and he's too good to pass up. he's right, well, like, you got to be kidding." And then we don't see any of that on the field. Listen. I'm, yeah. I'm going to say the things I truly feel. I'm not going to say the oh, words of, the, of those who kneel. <laughs> That's right. And uh, let the record show. I'll take the blows. Look at those, these two guys. They have no clue. They right have no there, clue. Right? Do you guys even? you guys okay. even like Frank
1: Sinatra songs? <laughs> I did it my way.
0: You is that a Sinatra song? It is my way. Jesus Christmas, Eric. We've been talking about it for the last now, eight minutes. Here, here's one
1: guy. His name's Dan the Man. He tweeted to me. He tweeted me right after I announced the pick. Great pick. This guy could be a Kelsey Kittle type. Better option than Shane Ray type caliber edge rusher um, or cornerback that won't beat out Marco and Byron. He loved the pick because he thought that he was going to be a Kelsey Kittle type.
0: And so far, he has not been. Maybe he will be. And that's why I say I don't want to say regret. That's just not fair. Maybe he'll buck up and maybe he'll come back and he'll be a much better player. But the early returns on Trey McBride, not good enough. I don't want to say not good. Not good enough. If somebody else wants to say not good, I wouldn't argue with them. But not good enough. Not even close for a second-round pick. Disappointing. Rookie season. Fly me no to the doubt. moon. Come fly with me. What's your favorite? What was your favorite? I was a big summer wind guy. Summer wind's a great song. Summer wind guy. Yep. Fly me to. You know what moon. I loved? I loved when he was at uh, the the CD I had. He was at times uh, the Madison Square Garden, and Howard Cosell introduced him. Have you heard this? You got it. You got to look it up. It's fantastic. I'll look it up. You got to. Fa- so Howard Cosell introduces him, but then Sinatra's delayed, so Cosell has to vamp for like two minutes and if anybody could vamp it was Howard Cosell and he starts naming celebrities in the crowd. Oh, there's Carol Channing is here. Hello, Dolly. (laughs) And he's going on and on and on and it's it's fantastic. I mean, how great is that? Howard Cosell introducing Frank Sinatra. At Madison Square Garden. I know somebody's in their car right now going, I've heard that. It is pretty good.
1: I had a very famous Michigan State alum call me this morning raving about the Suns' new owner, Matt Ishby. I'll tell you what he who he is and what he said next on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.